Hello and welcome to Start Over Coffee. My name is Shaquilla Smith and I'm a product marketing analyst here at Start. Start Over Coffee is all about having conversations with creators in the Salt Lake City area. And today we'll be interviewing Alex Beakley, who is a co-founder of Unleash BP. Alex Beakley is a resilient entrepreneur who is a part of the Start community. And on this episode, we'll be speaking about resilience as an entrepreneur. So hi, Alex, how are you? I'm doing good. Good, good. So um, today we'll be talking a little bit more about resiliency as an entrepreneur. And um, I would love to kind of hear your thoughts being a co-founder of um, Unleash BP, which is a marketing um, agency. I would love to talk to have you talk a little bit about that and then kind of d- discuss a little bit about, about your background and what brought you here as an entrepreneur? Yeah, of course. So um, first, just I think a little bit about me and then why I'm doing. Um, I have a, me and my partner, we started Unleash VP. It's our third week now, so we're so new. It's not even funny. <laughs> so, um, but uh, over the past about six months, I have been working towards uh, starting and growing my own business. This is my... my uh, business and through all of that uh, you know before the businesses I don't call them failures just because I learned so much through them and that's kind of where the word resiliency comes from you have to be resilient enough to say okay you know it, it didn't work out but it, there was a lesson with it that will allow me to grow and be even better in the next business than I was in the first so uh, those four other businesses were just small local businesses like e-commerce stores Amazon drop shipping all those types of things just to kind of figure out how to traverse online websites and how to start making money that way. So that's basically how I started. But um, yeah, it took me like four months just to kind of go everything. And when they say an entrepreneur wears all the hats, that's so true. Just because you do, you have to be the person, they have to be the salesperson, the website designer, the, the customer service person, the accountant, and you're like all these people at once. And even more so it's it was definitely trying to balance all of that uh, at the same time was definitely uh, it was a struggle but it allowed me to really respect the people who are experts in those fields and down the road then I'll know how that works and the jargon and verbiage that goes with that so I definitely learned a lot through that but now I actually met uh, my me and my partner uh, we met on LinkedIn he actually reached out to me just because I I create I do podcast videos and create content just to bring valued people usually through LinkedIn and so we set up a meeting we talked a little bit and he outright said he basically told me that he wanted to just get to know me and see if we could you know work network in the future but uh, after he saw some of my videos he said you know he's looking for a partner and he liked that I complimented his strengths he's really good at the website designing the background software stuff and I'm the person that's the salesperson, the front person. So uh, after a while, we got to know each other and realized that, you know, we could really make something because he had a great idea with um, what he was doing. And then now it came into what's called Unleash VP. It means uh, Unleash Your Buying Power. And we thought it was cool because it's also the first letter of each of our last names. So B, Beakley, P, Piana. So we thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it's been three weeks and basically we've had to pivot a lot. We've had to just you know, trial and error, basically everything. And we're still learning, just trying to get onboard clients and how to make uh, their experience better overall and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, right now we're starting with 
uh, marketing training for established businesses, a website design so that uh, the businesses that have been in business for 10, 15, 20 plus years, they have that online presence, they have a way for their clients to find them. And even more so for the businesses that have been impacted by the pandemic, they can really focus on getting their clients back and just being ready for the future when we do go basically 100% digital because it is a possibility that brick and mortar stores will be just non-existent obsolete just because um, my generation, Generation Z is gonna be, become the biggest cohort, even surpassing baby boomers if it hasn't already in the next two to five years. So we're definitely a digital era a generation. So we're, we're excited to help those businesses just to stay in business because we both have, Aaron and I, we both have a passion and love for small businesses, especially here in Utah when it's, you know, it's the second surge uh, city in the entire world or entire world, probably just the nation, but we're hoping the world. And uh, yeah, so basically that's what that is. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I would, I would kind of love for you to speak about your background a little bit more um, because geez, you have from, from how I know you and what I know about you, you have really surpassed a lot of people. I think in the COVID-19, um, segment, you have started a business at the beginning of, uh, March around there. And now you have completely started a new business. And I would love for you to speak a little bit about that resiliency and what it kind of took to jump back um, from your old business to this new one and being like, hey, um, this is not working out. And what, what were the things that made you know that you needed to start something else? What was your what was your instinct telling you? What was that? What was that like? Yeah, a great question. So uh, my, like I said, I had kind of smaller businesses, but the the main business that I had that actually was incorporated and I had for a couple of months was uh, a face mask company. I actually worked with a local local business here in Utah, and he he does any type of printing services, but he started to create his own face mask designs. And uh, the way the mask was made, it was completely different than anything I'd seen before. It wasn't cloth, but it was also um, very breathable material, and it was, it was really comfortable to wear. I still wear some that I've gotten from him as well, but um, I just asked, because I, I would try to find his website, kind of did a thing. I was like, oh, this is really cool. I wanted to check him out, and I couldn't it was so hard to find his website, find what he did. And then when I did find his website, it was like just so much information at once. And I was like, oh, okay. So I, I kind of knew him because he was in my mother's, she's in a, a business group that she meets with each week. And uh, so I met him. I kind of knew him a little bit from previous months. And I asked him, I was like, you know, I, I could help your website a little bit if you wanted me to. And he's like, yeah, that'd be really cool. So I kind of created that thing. And then uh, the website, and then um, over time I kind of started, you know, dabbling in Facebook ads, getting some sales. And he says, you know, you can create your own brand around this and kind of sell a little increase in price because he was still doing it wholesale. And so I moved up the prices, gave it my own brand, uh, Mayor V. Rosie, which is uh, French, the best Rosie life. I still don't know how I came up with that name. <laughs> it, just, it just popped in my head. It's because beautiful. Because I've been in the past four years. So. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, it's just the thing that popped in my head. is like, we're going to use it. So uh, yeah, I did that. And for two, almost three months, I think I used that. And it was, it was pretty good. Um, it was a great learning experience, especially at the beginning, because I just learned all that stuff. Like I said, advertising, 
creating the website, updating it, uh, connecting with clients and making sure that, you know, they have a face mask, not just for protection, but personalization. And I love that idea, especially nowadays when people have to wear it pretty much all the time, 24 yeah. seven, especially when they go places that having that personalization and having it, you know, match their outfit or giving them that confidence empowerment throughout the days was really something I was passionate about. So a couple months I did that and then I met Aaron and he was talking about his business idea and at that time uh, the, my sales were declining and I was trying everything I possibly could think of just to get out there doing networking events trying to talk to different people I knew even you uh, Shay and Vic from start just trying to figure out how to do it we did a round table which was really awesome I got information from that and even still it was hard because I think there was a shift in the market we discussed and it was hard to kind of come back from that, figure out how to do that. So um, I was talking with Aaron and he had this great business idea. And then at the same time, my other business was really, was going down and I knew it could have been a trend, trend business just because face masks fluctuate in how many people like them, that kind of thing. Just, yeah, it, it goes up and down, especially in the past six months or so. But, um, and there's a lot, there's a ton of different uh, online website stores for even Amazon. Uh, basically everyone I know got them from Amazon because they can get them like two days. So at the same time, ours was cool, but over time people pick convenience over that. So I saw that trend and I was like, I saw this new business opportunity and I've learned to just let go of things when, you know, you're, you're holding on to your life, but it, it's nothing coming out of it. So um, I let go of that business, Mary V. Rosie, and started Unleashed BQ with Aaron. And literally, like two weeks, you funny Shay, you're commenting, you're like, Oh, how's Mary V. Rosie? And like, Oh, I started a new business. And you're like, That was fast. Yeah. Yeah, so. it was a fast bounce back, just like a different company. And that doesn't happen very often. And oh, that's and, awesome. And I don't, I mean, being so young at this and not having probably actual large corporation ideas in my head, I didn't think. I think it was that fast. <laughs> Honestly, I thought like two weeks oh, and we're still kind of slow in the process. That's probably going to be the next months we project just slow on process. But you know, that, where resilience comes in, it, you have to have the mindset that, you know, everything you're going through happens for a reason, even if it sucks, even if it's a failure and you think that it's not going to have any benefit in the future, it will because it's teaching you something you'll need to make you stronger in the future. So that's something I learned through that. And then the people I've met too, I have great mentors, great, um, just great leaders I get to talk to basically daily. And they kind of give me that mindset of resilience and just continuing forward, especially if, you know, we're, we're providing something like websites for businesses. And even if it's, you know, there's a ton of other uh, corporations that are doing the same thing. I think what we're doing is a bit different. We've actually adjusted from like you and I, uh, Shay and Vic and all of us have talked about previously, but uh, we're excited to just, we love just helping small businesses, but serving people over time. So that's something that we find really important and allows us to take our eyes off of ourselves and to, to just provide that for other people. Awesome. Well, well, kind of going back on onto that, when you were saying, you know, two weeks, like it's, it wasn't that fast for you, but for everyone else, it was just, so, it was like fast. That's, that's such a fast bounce back. What, what do you think, um, kind of propelled you or attracted you to, to this marketing company now that you guys are starting you and Aaron, um, what, what attracted you to this business model and what do you think this underlining passion and purpose you have for, for Unleash BP? Yeah, great question. So 
Um, I think what attracted me to it was just um, Aaron. I, I got to know him a little bit more, and he was a very shy person. But when he started talking about his business idea, it he lit up, and he was so passionate about it. And I was like, okay. So I got to know a little better. And basically, what his idea was, uh, some other companies do the same thing, but uh, you try. Um, we have a team of Generation Z entrepreneurs, so 22 years old or younger. So I'm basically kind of alone to like the for the lower lower generations but like I said we're going to be the biggest generation in the workplace coming in the next few years so it's really powerful to see our group and uh what he was talking about with like with established businesses a lot of them don't have that way to market to the zoomer generations because it's if you see kind of what we're attracted to it's like colors memes all that kind of stuff everything's almost a joke so you have to kind of bridge that gap between those two generations so that's what he loved to do because both of us we both have a residence we both love just the the old-fashioned mindset and the um uh what was the word for it just uh not vintage but just uh the yeah we, we resonate with older generations a lot more so we can connect with them but at the same time we hope to because we understand our own generation we can just bridge that gap between you know helping them market helping them resonate and connect with those those basically almost kids uh, who are coming in the workplace just because um, it's going to be so important in the future in the next even just a few years so uh, he was talking about that and growing that and a lot of uh, they call like generation Z marketing agencies and a lot of them kind of have that same thing where they they say we're marketing you know helping establish businesses market to younger generations but what we do we we really understand the the uh, established generations older generations more than those younger ones because we just have that we've grown up with uh that those types of people we um i even myself i love talking to older people old folks homes and just really finding what they they love and they love to talk about so um because we understand that we can actually really connect those two generations a lot easier than some other generations in marketing agencies because we understand both sides of the bridge, not just one bridge connecting to the other side. So that's what we hope to bring to that. That's what really attracted me to what Aaron was doing. And um, basically a lot of it is just his idea, but uh, I've been able to learn and grow and we've been helping each other going back and forth with ideas, growing a brand and just connecting customers because that's something I'm actually really strong at just, you know, cold calling basically strangers and just you know connecting with them seeing what's going on with their business if they need any help or if they've been impacted because once you build that relationship it's so important to do so because we complement each other that's why we're such a great team um what was the second part of your question um you know <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> however a question did just um pop up to me because you, you talk a little bit about the generations and this bridging this gap. What sort of marketing techniques do you see that are, that are trending or that are becoming more relevant in, in the space of Generation Z? What, what is attractive to that generation? What platforms are they using more so than other platforms? Um, what are some things that you're noticing in the last couple of years and in the years to come that are increasingly becoming attractive to that generation? Yeah. And that's actually a great question because it does fluctuate and that's something we're still trying to figure out. But from what I've seen just the past couple of weeks is that um, 
with Generation Z, we like, <laughs> we basically like just the, the, you know, we like information like that. So you see Instagram, they kind of have the new reels coming on where it's actually, it's basically TikTok. So they have their own just short little videos. And at the same time, people love to eat those up, especially if they're educational or they're funny, or if you can mix those two together. So especially um, Instagram, uh, Facebook is, it depends on, um, I guess, the Generation Z, if you have um, one that's kind of like uh, Aaron and I, where we are trying to connect with the older generations, that's where we go, Facebook and LinkedIn. But I see Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok, if it's not going to be banned in the next year or so. Uh, those are the main platforms that Generation Z is on. It's actually, um, I read the statistic, and I think it was last year, 2018, uh, Generation Z, they consume about uh, 608 uh, billion seconds of uh, just content every single day, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So we're basically on YouTube or we're watching or we're on Instagram watching like 15 second videos. And, and um, what's interesting is that over time, uh, and especially actually now and then in the future, our attention span is going to be like 15 seconds max. So having the, you know, the, the that gap between the, the older generations, the established businesses, they like to uh, take their time in explaining something and to have, you know, the billboards up or they like to have newspaper ads. But at the same time, it, you know, if you're not catching that gener or generation Z, if you're not catching their attention within the first three seconds, you've lost them already. So just teaching them how to do that, how to create something educational and fun and having them it's something that captures their attention right away that's going to be something so powerful for them in the future and allow them to really resonate and just start you know talking to their to the younger generations because like i said that time span is going to be way shortened so it used to be like five minutes for attention spans and now it's you know it's shortened way down just because of all the content we consume every single day it's changing and it's just so much it's so little time so just having that i think that's the biggest uh different uh marketing strategy that the established businesses can use to really resonate with generation z and that's something that i think will be very impactful and uh really influence their business as they grow in the future yeah no i totally agree i think digital marketing has became the biggest um traffic for for I mean all generations now that technology is so prevalent in in society and in our businesses but I I totally agree with that um just just going off that you met Aaron on LinkedIn which is another social media platform but for for, 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 for professionals and um, with professionals I mean how did you make a name for yourself how did how did you as Alex Beakley as a young entrepreneur say, Hey, I'm here in this market trying to make a change and difference. How did you make a voice on LinkedIn and network with others? And that's, that's a different sort of marketing. I think that's kind of almost an influencer marketing um, that we would call now today, but how would, how would you mix your personal marketing with, with what you're doing? Because I think that's what has um, contributed to kind of people following your success with Unleash BP now that you've left um, MVP in the dust, so. Yeah, and that's something that I actually just thought about too is that our generation loves transparency and there's the authenticity that someone can bring to the table, especially when it comes to business. So yeah. it's not having that uh, 
being professional is important at the right appropriate times, but also, you know, showing, you know, the, the times when you've had those failures or you, you know, that day sucked. Just showing that is so much more powerful and it allows people to really connect with you because it's like, um, basically when you go through a lot of the social media, Instagram, Facebook, you see people's lives, like it's, you know, it's glorified. It's awesome all the time, Mm -hmm. but people don't like to show the bad times that they have, the divorce, the the breakup, the fights, the the mental struggles, all that kind of stuff all that stuff. So it's, it's a shift from those generations as well, just to really start creating content that shows both sides of that. And that's, I think what's helped me over time because I, I know I, I created videos and did podcasts and stuff and I showed the real side of not just me, but other people. And I think that allowed others to really resonate with my content and allowed me to, I guess, create a name for myself. But uh, um, I think that's really helped just over time because, you know, people aren't perfect. And if you really show that you're not, and you know, you just say, you know, this today sucked, but this is what I learned or this is what happened and I'm going to get over it. And other people can start to believe in themselves and believe that they can do that too. So that was something that I always love to do and really passionate to just, just share that, that, you know, people are people and it's, you know, we all make mistakes. We all have failures, but if we just, kind of group together and we share that and we can learn from each other that's when powerful things can happen I totally agree I think it, it's there's this new wave of showing vulnerability and authenticity and people feel more more than in person I think people are doing it online and on blogs and on LinkedIn um and so I think that there's a lot to say with that in marketing too I mean there's this this wave of people that want authentic marketing and how do you think you can match your personal authenticity with, with unleash, unleash VP or your future startups? I mean, what, what do you think is um, just super important to keep transparent with, with your clients or potential clients and consumers? I think what's the most important to keep, you know, upfront all the time is just, basically when it comes to unleash bp i think what we're doing so even if you know we say we have all these big successes we'll probably say you know what this week we got like one client or this week we didn't get any so just having that transparency and saying we're not successful at the time we don't have that 100 percent flow of clients or you know that types of services every single week but just keeping that up front but then also keeping the the ideas that we have that we value the, how much we care about people, how much we want to serve them. And it's not that we want your money automatically. That's not how it goes. I cold call for hours every day just to build a relationship with people because that's what I care about first. If they don't need my help, that's great. That means that their business is strong and that that's even better for the whole, you know, their circle, the economy, everything else. So it comes down to just showing that the, when it comes to the business side saying, you know, we're not perfect all the time. We, you know, we did, we did great last week, but this week we didn't do as well. But then also showing that, you know, we're doing this for a reason. We're doing this because we care and not because we want to capitalize on it. So that's, I think the two main things that we, we will focus on and continue uh, being transparent about over time as we grow on HPP. I think that's great to, to keep the transparency, even as you grow as a, as a startup. And 
What right now in the early stages have you tried to keep transparent when growing on Unleash BP and doing research? And it's such the early stages that people don't talk about it very often. But what have you found that has been really successful in your research and in the early business like stages? And what has hasn't been working? What has been hard? And it's such a weird time right now with with COVID-19 that I'm sure the struggles today are a lot different than it would have been last year. Um, But what are some things that you're struggling with right now? And what are some things that have been really successful? Um, For the past couple of weeks, I think the the one thing that's been consistently being successful is just the communication that Erin and I have to just what we want to do and our passion with the business. So uh, even if, you know, most of the time we've had to, like each week we change what we do uh, based on like if we do cold calling or if we do networking events or reaching out to people that we know in our network, uh, just trying to get different information, trying to get that consistent flow of onboarding clients. Uh, that's kind of been a challenge we've had, but at the same time, just um, the, the passion that we have for what we're doing that's been consistent and that's allowed us to keep going and to drive and keep moving forward even if you know there's an airplane (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's totally fine it's little it's totally fine (laughs) oh right over me okay okay anyway but yeah that's been it's been so powerful just to see not just his passion, but being able to feed off each other. Like last week, uh, he was just dismotivated with everything because, you know, we weren't having as much luck with the cold calls. We weren't uh, just, we didn't have a system in place yet. So, you know, we called, we talked, we got motivating each other. And then now we have more of a system with that way, which has been really helpful for both of us. And now we're solidifying our brand. We're kind of changing up our own website just to really resonate with what we're trying to convey to our, our clients. And then, yeah, just, yeah, consistently relying on each other that's been a great success and then just challenges I guess whatever every startup has with just finding the clients and having them being able to trust us enough to provide them the value that we know we can give but just having that chance to do it has been probably one of the biggest challenges totally I think with entrepreneurship people have this misconception that it's just an easy road because they see the end result most people right they see the Jeff Bezos of the world, they see um, just apples of the world. <laughs> and there's so much more to it. Um, and kind of as a young entrepreneur, I kind of want you to speak a little bit more about um, you as an entrepreneur, just as an individual and self, what keeps you motivated or resilient in in your projects and what you want to do in this change in the world because it's hard to make a name of yourself and create change in the world what what's what's been your biggest motivator in doing that um I have a couple of big motivations and I over time people ask me this and I never really know the answer but I think yeah. just trying to figure that out um I always have my main why is just my family trying to contribute to them and, you know, giving them the life that they deserve because my parents, my younger sister, they've all worked so hard that they deserve something that, you know, that really shows from what they've done, even if the corporate world doesn't decide to give that to them. But that's always been a big major factor. But when it comes to just internally, I think 
over time I've grown to have no expectations on life whatsoever. So let me just, if like nothing happens, then I'm not disappointed. Or if something does, then that's great. But just having that idea that, you know, when, when I talk to someone, even if it's a cold call, we have a good conversation. I find out that, you know, they don't need our services. Just, you know, seeing the diff or hearing the difference in their tone from like when they first call me on the phone, they're like, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm really busy. They're kind of annoyed almost to the point where they don't want to talk to me but then like we talk and I'm like oh I actually care with what they're saying then they can kind of tell that and at the end they're like oh thank you so much for calling have a great day and just knowing that I probably made that person's like person's day just a little bit better or when I go I love to talk to strangers I don't know why just I go out and like give people compliments but just knowing that you know I might have changed that person's life for that day or even for a week or so just knowing that that's what changes the world. So that, that gives me the motivation that, you know, over time I will maybe have a humongous impact that will impact multiple lives at once. But if I just have that one person impact every single day, I think that knowing that end results will be, you know, millions of people who have a better life gives me the motivation to keep doing what I'm doing every single day. Even if I'm tired or not motivated and I don't want to do it, that's just what I have in my mind. And that's, something that I always believe just taking your eyes off yourself looking towards others because there's probably someone out there who has way less than you do and they just need something to say hi to them or give them a couple yeah. that's something that really motivates me every day I love that I think there needs to be more people like that I also think there is a lot of confidence that goes into cold calling and getting people's attention and so I think you have a lot of confidence, more than the average person, because I could even say personally, I'm not very good at cold calls. I'm not good at cold messages on LinkedIn. I love to do it, and I hope that I'm making a difference just as you do. And I think most people have that intention, even if they're trying to sell you a product or service. I think most people have this intention to make a change when they do cold call or outreach because they believe in something. But I also think that there's this, this level of confidence that you had to have. And what makes you have this confidence? Like what has made Alex so confident, especially as a young woman on, entrepreneur? Like that is a gift. I, <laughs> I honestly, I, I, I don't know. It's just, I think the satisfaction and fulfillment that what comes with life, just talking to people or seeing them smile during the day, that gives me satisfaction and that gives me confidence to keep doing what I'm doing. And I think just over time, just, you know, I've had people tell me that I probably can't do it or I, you know, I have people who don't believe in me and everyone's going to have that. But are it's the question of, are you going to use that as, you know, something to bring you down or fuel you to what you actually want to do. So you can come back and say, you know what, this is what I did. Uh, you were wrong. So <laughs> that's just, I guess it's more competitive. I'm always, I'm really competitive when it comes to like, sports or something, but that's probably where my competitiveness comes in. And just, yeah, just knowing that uh, I have my own self-love, self-respect and self-worth so much so that it, other people's judgments and whatever they say doesn't matter to me. And I think that gives me the confidence to continue on and then when I get the positive feedback it's great but when I get the negative feedback I can just use that to continue fueling me to keep going for sure I think it's it's your perspective on what feedback you did you do get and taking those negative 
like feedback as constructive and as fuel instead of weighing you down. I think it's so easy to let those negative comments and feedback to compile and to really let it affect you. I really, like I said, I think it's rare to have the amount of confidence you do. And that is so great. Like a lot of people your age, I think don't have that. I think you're a great example of just how you should be in life. There's people older than you that don't have that much confidence. And I think something in our careers that we will always struggle with in in our journey in life is this idea of imposter syndrome. Do you ever feel imposter syndrome? Um, it's a good question. I think I'm only not myself when I am trying to be like a, a cut above or a step above from what I am. But I think over time that it, even if it's something like I'm being more professional than I usually am, or I'm not, you know, showing a hundred percent of myself, I think in those certain times that allows for it, but that just, it helps you be flexible in those situations. So I think even now I'm, I'm in college as you can't, you can't tell I'm in trees, but, um, just letting go of what other people think. I think that's when you can just start being hundred percent of the time. So like, even if I go to class or I'm really loud when I laugh or if I, you know, say my opinions and then, you know, politely disagree with other people, it over time, if you figure out, it just doesn't matter. So some people take longer to figure it out than others. And that's perfectly fine. It's your journey. It's your realizations and resolutions that you have. But uh, the sooner that you can figure that out, I think the sooner you can start living your life. So I don't think I've really had just a false idea of myself or really had imposter syndrome, but uh, I think I've had that where I, I, I fake it till I make it because honestly, I've done that so many times where I, I kind of pretend I know what I'm doing, but then over time I just figure it out. So, you know, as long as you can get in those rooms and, you know, I, I think one of my favorite sayings, you know, people say they want to be the smartest person in the room, but if you're the dumbest, youngest person in the room, you're going to be the one that grows the most. So I love being in those rooms, being the youngest, dumbest person, because you sit there and you learn so much. And so I think when people start to realize that, that's when they can really change their life for the better. I love that. I, I love that so much. I think your perspective as an entrepreneur is what really defines your success. And you might fail sometimes, you might have some lows some weeks or some days or months, but if you know that you're gonna come back and conquer and are confident enough to like say, I am going to move on from this and I am better than this. And just moving forward as you go is just such such a huge thing and such a key key thing to have as an entrepreneur is that perspective and mindset to just keep going regardless. And I, and I think it's funny, you, you talk about imposter, imposter syndrome a little bit. I could personally say I felt imposter syndrome throughout my life. And, and it's not necessarily, it's, it's the idea of, oh, I don't know if I know enough, but I think as an entrepreneur, you just keep saying, okay, actually I don't know enough, but I'm going to learn it. And being young and um, being the youngest person in the room, I love that. Like being the youngest person in the room, you could grow the most. Um, And just never letting yourself be defined by the circumstance you're in. 
but letting your mind and who you are define you, like you define yourself. And I love that. That is such a good perspective. Um, what are, what are, what are some advice that you have for, for young female entrepreneurs? Um, specifically, I think you, you really attract to me because of just your resilience and your strength and your love for entrepreneurship. What, what would you give young females out there that are entrepreneurs or wanting to be entrepreneurs, future, just women in the workplace, what would you, what would, what would you say to them? Yeah, for women, just, yeah, women, or if you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to start a business, there's going to be a lot of people out there who don't believe in you because there's still that stigma. There's still that stereotype that women can't do as much as men or they can't, you know, start their own business and that kind of thing. So there will be that. So as long as you can look at that and say, you know what, you'll have that perspective. You have that mindset that you can do anything. That's where it starts. And then when you, if you decide to do that and you consciously make that decision in your mind to actually go out and do it, nothing can stop you. Even if the, you know, there's obstacles in the way, the only thing that can inhibit you from doing anything is yourself. So as long as you believe and you've made that conscious inside decision, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there, then nothing can stop you. Literally nothing. So as long as you just believe in yourself, believe that you have so much worth, you have so much power and so much to give to the world. Even if it, if it's like what I do, just say hi to a person or affect one person's life a day over time, over through your life. Think about how many days that could be, how much you can really change someone's life. Even if it's just for a moment, realize how much power that is and how much you can even just increase that every single day to one person, to two people, to three people. And then over time, you're exponentially make a difference. So just be aware of what you can do because especially women in the world, we have so yeah power so much to contribute and it's not like a feminist thing or anything men can do the same thing but no totally it's I think it's our time to get out there do what we want to do because there's there needs to be more women there needs to be more powerhouse people out there who can influence others but also just be the ones to make a difference because I think women have that advantage because we think through things a little bit better and (laughs) A little bit a little more jab at the males out there. <laughs> I love you all, guys. It's, I, no hard feelings, but yeah. Um, I think it's our time. So if you just realize your worth and if you have that perspective, you can absolutely do anything. I love it. I love that energy. Well, um, I think that's it, Alex. Um, we, I'm just so glad to have you on this Start Podcast. And I appreciate your time. Thanks for for being on here. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Alex and Unleash BP, visit unleashbp.com. If you'd like to learn more about START, visit strt.com.